Hey guys, we're here for another episode of The Watchtower. It's been a while since we've done one of these, but uh, this time we are reviewing the film Joker with a special guest, Joker. <laughs> All right, for, uh, you know Joker as the mod from the CC. So, uh, hey, Joker, say hi. Hello, guys. How you doing? All right. So what we're going to do right now is we are going right into our general thoughts and reviews of the movie but before we get into that just a disclaimer for anyone who hasn't already seen joker and doesn't want to be spoiled on it this is your warning tune out now we're not going to try and get too far into the spoilers but if we do you know so be it all right so first of all general uh, thoughts and let's say a rating you're you're fading out there again i'm sorry fading in and out again all right i'm gonna try and stay closer to my mic all right so uh first of all general thoughts um out of 10 let's say uh, a rating out of 10 so what do you think joker uh, i'll be fair about it and uh you know i'm mm-hmm. not gonna score it a full-on 10 but i'd, I'd say like maybe an 8.5 or an 8 okay all right all right good rating so i would have actually went even higher personally i liked it a lot so i would have sent like maybe a 9 uh, 9.5 and 10 like I've, I've seen those ratings and it's hard to justify it right it's it when you get to that like super high scale, you know, you gotta be, you know, really picky. I wasn't super picky, but I was blown away still, so I'd give it a nine. All right. Um yeah. I, so I let's, absolutely let's loved it, but um, mm-hmm. you know, in comparison to the comic uh Joker mm-hmm. and all the different people that have uh, portrayed him, you know, I, that that goes into my scoring of it. Mm-hmm. But, well let's yeah, go right go into no, no, you know, you, you started first with the eight point five, so let us know what where how does that sort of factor in for you? Well, if you're a fan of the comic books and, and, and the comic iteration of the Joker, um, you have some high expectations of the film, and, and you, you see this character portrayed a certain way, and uh, you expect the extravagant kills and the gimmicky weapons and um, you know, the gases that poison people and, that, and then choke them out and mm-hmm. laugh at death. Uh, none of that's in the film. Um, yeah. He, it, it's a very realistic take of the Joker, and and the psychology behind the is what really sells it. Um, you know, the, the whole character study of uh, Arthur Fleck, the Joker, um, and and you know, obviously building up and, and bringing you through that whole roller coaster ordeal, beginning. It, right. It's very it's very faithful to a interpretation of uh, what what makes this character uh, crack, what, what, what mm-hmm. brings a normal person to, to go on and do the things that the, the Joker does. So okay. in that sense, it's very true to Roots. All right, fair enough. So in terms of a character origin, so you're saying that it's very true to the development of Arthur Fleck as becoming the Joker is what you're saying, right? Yes. Um, you mm-hmm. read the comics, and there are mm-hmm. multiple origins for this character. And what's beautiful right. about this film is this can just be one of those possible origins for him as he's interpreted. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Do you think that opens the door for other versions, or do you think that uh, WB is going to take this character and run with it? Maybe we'll see Batman and him face off. Um, there. I was lo- just looking not too long ago about them possibly doing a sequel. You know. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised I heard about if that. you had a sequel that might even be another retelling of his origin or, <laughs> or, a, com- or a completely different version of him still played by Phoenix, mm-hmm. but just something else that, that kind of throws you throws you off uh, of what's going on. Right. I, I do remember Joaquin 
Phoenix saying if there's another one in development, he's completely on board with it. So that's good to that's good to know. I mean, let's get into Joaquin Phoenix a bit then. So in terms of Phoenix's uh, portrayal of the character, and I guess you're really happy with that. But in terms of him as an actor, uh, let's if we get into it a little bit uh, deeply, um, what can you say about that? Uh, Phoenix uh, in this particular part, you know, he, he's mm-hmm. a, he's a character actor. He gets mm-hmm. into his roles and he takes that role home home with him. You know, he he'll he'll do the spontaneous laughter that uh, does off screen, just 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 to throw mm-hmm. people off and see how it how it how it affects him when people are are looking at him like he's a little crazed or something's wrong with him. Um, and and he'll he'll lock himself like a recluse for the role. Um, he gets very very into his parts, and you can obviously see just from the weight loss, you know, how how extreme he's willing to go for a part. Right. So he he's an excellent uh, he was an excellent choice for the film. Yeah, that scene where he was um, watching TV with his mother, uh, and he's he's like shirtless, and then he's kind of like stretching back on the couch. You could really see how far he went with that, right? In terms of his uh, his regiment. So <clears throat> yeah, that reminded me a lot of um, Christian Bale in the Mechanic. If you ever watched that movie, yes, sir. Yeah, so that reminded me of how how extreme some of these character actors can go and he he reminded me a lot of that <laughs> and then speaking of christian Bale, the next movie right after he turned around and became the batman <laughs> <laughs> it would have been yeah would that, have been nice to see the two of them together <laughs> yeah right anyways so that would have been uh that have been strange so in a perfect world you have christian bale's batman and joaquin phoenix's joker face off it's a bunch of like crazies going at it method uh, method actors so to speak right yeah yep <laughs> All right, but um, uh, you know what's just cool too is, um, he, you know, De Niro is as well in the film, mm-hmm. and he, yeah, he was uh, he was one of the first actors, pretty much known for doing that. Um, mm-hmm. know, from the Raging Bull, you, you ever watch that movie? He goes from very well physically fit in the end of the film, and they're showing his later, he's yeah, a fat slob, and he, he put on the weight and lost the weight and put on the weight just for the, the filming of that one. And yeah, fair enough. Saying, yeah, that's <clears> crazy. I mean, when you when we take a look at these characters now, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, to me, as you said already, as a method actor, he takes his role home with him and he really gets into it and I and it shows. So I think for me, it was a slam dunk in terms of acting. So for on the acting side, that I would give it a 10. Absolutely. That's why. Yeah, that's why to me. And, you know, giving checking off all the boxes in every category, it's hard to get into, you know, all 10s, which is why I'm sitting at nine. Most of it was great. Like this. Now, let's get into another part of it. Let's say the soundtrack. What did you think of the music? Um, it was a, it was a good mix of of, of tunes from uh, the eighties uh-huh. and seventies, and uh-huh. uh, it, it really helped add to the atmosphere of the film. Um, I know yeah. there was some controversy to him dancing off to Gary Glitter at the end, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I I remember going to baseball games and hearing Gary Glitter all the time, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, I don't I, I don't think that's a negative for the film. I just uh, I think people were reading too far into it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it, it again, it, it's you gotta you gotta let that go a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I think the music was was on par. It set the beats were right, like the 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 me, like the melodies and sort of like it got you into the scene. You were really in that in the movie at that point, right? So I think that really helped set the tone, right? So I, I was really I was really happy with the music. I would have given it maybe that part out of a, uh, out of ten, I'd give it a nine. It wasn't perfect, as you said. So you know, but it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, then we get into something like the screenplay, for example, the overall writing of the script and how everything sort of pieced together. What do you think of the story? I thought the story was great. Um, I, 
I don't know if we can get into uh, some of the, the bits of spoilers in this part here. Sure, go for it. Um, the bit with Thomas Wayne, uh, as, as mm-hmm. an uh, avid comic reader, threw me off. Um, that mm-hmm. he's mocking the uh, those that are, are envious of the rich, calling them clowns. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you, go into, you go into comic books, you go into movies and cartoons. Thomas Wayne is, is mm-hmm. such a good guy to, to the poor and, and downtrodden. Right. That it was a it was a twist that just kind of threw me off. Why use him as this elitist scumbag, basically, when you've seen nothing but the contrary everywhere else? So that yeah, that, that now, had me. Uh, go ahead. No, so I was wondering: is that a question of directors taking creative liberty, or is that the writers, or is that really how um, we actually don't know the all? that much about thomas wayne right maybe maybe he he was this very righteous guy on the surface but then maybe you know in the background he was actually this big douchebag right so. but um i don't know <laughs> um and then again it could just be uh it could have just been joker's interpretation of what the man was because uh so much of the film leads you to believe oh yeah on his head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, very um, much so you know his girlfriend for example is a extreme example or you know, clue as to, hey, not everything's right in this film. You, you can't believe what you're seeing. <laughs> yeah, it gives you sort of like this weird Inception vibe to at near the end of the movie. So when you're like, oh, none of that actually happened. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. But, so then, speaking of that, actually, how did you feel in terms of like the sort of cinematography and how they put that, those sort of scenes together? I thought it was extremely well done. Um I don't know if you ever seen Vanilla Sky with uh, Tom. Yeah, Cruise. yeah, 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 yeah. I got. I was gonna say the same thing right now. Give me very <laughs> Vanilla Sky vibe. Yep. Yeah. It was. It was very much like a, a lucid dream, and uh, yeah. you know I, that that's the that's that's the the icing on on the top there that uh, I thought made this a solid movie for me as a Joker movie because everything that you just mm-hmm. watched is, is open to interpretation. His interpretation. You don't right. necessarily know his origin. It could have just been one of many, the whole uh, multiple choice thing that he had in The Killing Joke. Right. So, I mean, that gets, I mean, when you're thinking about all of that stuff, right? Now, when you think about how they piece it together, the thing that I liked about it in terms of cinematography is that you really were believing up until a certain point, right? Like, oh, he he's a normal guy. He's got a girlfriend. He's doing this. He's doing that. And then you realize it's all in his head and this guy is whacked out of his gourd. So how they were able to transition from that so fluidly. Like, you didn't even notice there was a transition. I, oh, whoa, what's going on here, right? Yeah. So that, that to me, was, the, uh, was what, what took it home for me. I would have given that, like, a perfect 10 if it wasn't for, like, a couple of scenes where I thought the, the overall cinematography kind of felt shaky in certain scenes. Like, it wasn't perfect. It looked a little bit like on a low-budget film. And <laughs> it is actually a very low-budget film. For the money that it's making, right? You wouldn't think otherwise. Well, I think they, I, th- I but... think they went that route um, just to, to to capture that realism of uh, uh, the time period, the eighties. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I think if they went with uh, flashier cinematography and, and better fading effects or, mm-hmm. or a- any of that, um, it would have lost that appeal that this this film might have even been made in the eighties. Definitely. That's actually that's something I didn't consider. So. Uh, maybe that would actually change my rating on that. I'd be closer to like a 9.5 then <laughs> overall. <laughs> uh, there you go. Right? That's, that's, a, that's a good interpretation, like all things considered, right? Um, 
I mean, now on the topic of cinematography and film, now there was a thing a while back with Martin Scorsese, how he went off on superhero movies saying how superhero movies aren't film. And then you get the Joker. (laughs) Right, right. Right. And what is that overall? Is that him like giving the finger to like the rest of the superhero franchises or, you know, what's that about? What do you think? I'm sorry. I, you had a little cut off in the beginning of that. Which, oh. Who are you speaking about? Todd Phillips or Scorsese? Sorry, uh, Scorsese. 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 Um, yeah. I think I think that um, he looks at the whole uh, aspect of uh, you, you make a whole bunch of sequels like how uh, the Marvel Universe all tied into leading up to uh, mm-hmm. Infinity War and, and Endgame that mm-hmm. uh, I think he looks at a film and he's like, you should just be doing one solid, one solid film uh, that, that gets all your story wrapped up all together and and sends your message instead of trying to make a franchise films to, uh-huh. to keep on uh, cashing in on the same idea. Okay. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like you take Batman. Once you get the uh-huh. story of Thomas Wayne, lost his parents, goes after vengeance and justice as the Batman to protect Gotham, you're really now just kind of repeating that same story over and over again loss justice vengeance so on and so forth that that's your main point to batman right um what's your point of your sequel what what are you telling us what are you telling us new about this character that we don't already know fair enough Uh, i think that i think that's a little bit of how scorsese looks at it so he's saying you're not bringing anything new to the table if you're following the same formula all the time right i mean I, i don't think he necessarily has issues with say one batman film one superman film uh, mm-hmm. One Captain America film, but once you start hitting into the sequels, he's saying, "What's the point?" Fair enough. Okay, that's a very good interpretation of what he was saying. Then, all right. Well, like moving away from that, let's think about um, the movie uh, in terms of things we liked and disliked. So let's pick a couple of scenes that maybe you know these scenes were scenes that we we really you know it really grabbed us, and then scenes like oh they could have done better here. So what do you what are your the scenes that you liked. Sorry, lost you completely on that one. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, my, my internet's cutting in and out again. Uh, I was saying about the the scenes that you liked and the scenes that you disliked. So th- scenes that really grabbed your attention, that really, oh, that one really touched me. And then scenes where, ah, they could have done better here. I would have done this differently, for example. So what about scenes, what are scenes that you liked? Um, I think my favorite uh, in there to, to capture his, his feelings and, and kind of sum up... Uh, the most compassion you can have for him is uh, where he's watching uh, the, the host on TV bashing him, and you just mm-hmm. see that that feeling of hope and 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 possibility of he's going to get a good review or something just completely sink and drop mm-hmm. his spirits. And the way he he, he portrayed that facially, yeah, I, I felt it. Um, it really uh, really got me. Right. Um, okay. As, um, yeah, go as ahead. far as as far as things that uh, I, I would like to have seen better, um, yeah, I'm very visual with it. So just uh-huh. uh, just the actual look of him, um, I, w- I would have liked a more traditional Joker face, uh-huh. more traditional Joker suit. Um, I, I get they were trying to, to to go their own route with it, and, and you know uh, have their own Joker. Like you look at Ledger and Leto, they all have their own unique style and look. To them. Um, but I just, for once, would have liked to see that additional look. I was really hoping Phoenix had it. 
to me. Yeah. Outside of makeup, he facially looks great. Right. So actually, I, I was going to touch on the same thing for something I would have done better in terms of uh, visuals would have been sort of a more traditional looking suit or more traditional looking face. But then part to the, the face, the whole makeup thing. Now, um, as far as I know, most of Joker's origins will say that the reason why his face is white isn't just because of makeup. It's because he fell into acid. Right. And that's sort of part of his sort of insanity is due to the acid that he fell into at, uh, at Wayne Tech. Right. Well, um, origin wise, uh, the acid is actually uh, antipsychotics. And, oh, okay. um, and, and if you really look deep and hard into the, uh, the origins of his character in comics, he's uh, labeled more and you can read it more in the 80s comics as being super sane rather than oh. being insane. Um, he's, <laughs> well, the concept is this. When somebody's insane, they're not aware of it. Okay. Joker is actually aware he's mad. Okay. And the, the, the game he plays with Batman and everything else like that, it's hinted that it, it's, it's what he does to himself ground or sane or uh, from even killing himself from whatever tragedy that he's befallen. I see. Hmm. Wow. I didn't, I didn't actually know that. So, well, there you go. I learned something new every day. <laughs> but actually, but what I was, was getting at in terms of the discoloration, maybe this is from the animated series that I'm thinking of, but him and Harley Quinn, they both have the same sort of like white coloration. I thought it was due to like sort of that chemical spill or on or that chemical oh, incident. Oh, I'm not saying it isn't. It definitely oh, is. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. I'm just saying it being interpreted as acid was... Uh, uh, oh. initially the case and it's been later retconned that it was yeah it was acid but it was also a mix of uh, antipsychotics and this and so that. he's actually super tame he's super sane he's so sane he's saner than regular people that uh, he knows in how a, insane he is in a sense <laughs> <laughs> it, the, it, his, his origin goes all over the place as you read mm. on in, in the mm. decades um one one goes into say i Sorry, I can't remember the, the specific name for it, but it's uh, a derivative of the Lazarus Pit that Ra's al Ghul fell into. And mm. that, uh, it's also mm -hmm. granted him immortality, and yeah. it, it, it goes all over. But that's more of a, a rebirth concept that's, that's right now. Which, which gives you more of a tie-in with like Red Hood later on, but yeah, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert on that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in terms of... Um, <clears throat> uh what's his name i mean so joker's suits and his sort of like what we consider traditional look uh maybe they could take that into the spin-off or into the sequel right um that's so that's if, kind of what i'm uh, uh -huh. expecting i'm expecting a a sequel to have a fresh new look to him and it may not be the traditional sense it might be a completely brand new look you know uh they can go anywhere they want with it um, okay he might that's be bleached he might have a permanent smile. He might have facial scars. Uh, I can see them kind of going anywhere with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right when I was thinking about it, um, now that you mention it, he, he has this sort of very particular humanized look right now because he's still just, you know, normal guy, just a black, just sort of like a little bit deranged. But then... Where do they take him from here is where I'm thinking of. And on that note, let's compare Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in this movie to other Jokers. I mean, okay. did you have any favorites before this one? Lost you again, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was saying, I was saying, do you have any favorites uh, before uh, before this film? Do you have any favorite Jokers, uh, favorite actors that portray Joker? Uh, I'm very harsh when it comes to this. I'm, I'm a big uh -huh. fan of them. And, uh -huh. That's fair. I'd, I'd say in cinema alone, I really don't think a, a Joker... Uh, 
uh, mm-hmm. performance. Um, Jack Nicholson in in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love Nicholson. He's he's great, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. every time you watch Nicholson, he is playing himself. He Fair is not much of an actor. You, you go from that to something as cutesy as Terms of Endearment to Witches of Eastwick. It's Jack <laughs> Nicholson. He is the same guy over and over again. He's just wearing purple and has a smile. On his face. <laughs> All <clears> right. Um, Cesar Romero. Uh, he was he was playing a slapstick mock up of uh, the Batman show. I mean, it wasn't meant to be mm-hmm. taken seriously. You're supposed to laugh at it. Um, yeah. Right. He he did he did a great job. You know, he refused to shave his mustache and everything else. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, it was campy. So you know, mm-hmm. you, you can't take that performance seriously either. Uh, Ledger, um, I, I wasn't a fan of it. I think the I think the writing is what people liked about his performance. You know, mm-hmm. slamming the eyeball into the pencil and mm-hmm. um, all, all the the neat little trickery that Joker did throughout that movie. Um, I think people were sold on how that was written. Um, yeah. As far as his performance itself, I didn't like it. Um, he was hunched. He was whiny. Uh, he didn't have much uh, passion in his eyes and the lines. He was very, to me, he was very drugged up, and I didn't. Yeah. Like All right. Lido, uh, Lido, I won't even touch on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, no, I was going to mention. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one complaining and saying how he should have gotten this role in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Off live action. So. Uh, Mark Hamill mm-hmm. is my favorite. He does the voice. Yeah, perfectly. I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I was going to say he, that. Mm-hmm. You take the Arkham games. I think that's that's the peak you could find him in because mm-hmm. that Joker is a hundred percent lethal. The the CGI that they use to create the face is is dead on to the comic. I mean yeah. that is that is the comic coming to life and right. it's beautiful. Like the the Killing Joke, Mark Hamill's Joker. That was my favorite um, Joker to date. And uh, I was gonna say if Mark Hamill could lose some weight and was <laughs> maybe a couple inches taller, he would have been perfect. <laughs> I, yeah, there's there's right. a lot of actors that uh, I would have cast for him. Uh, Phoenix is a great one. I think he yeah. he pulled off that laugh pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't reaching to, to completely copy Hamill. Yeah, obviously, but mm-hmm. I, I think if he I think if he wanted to, he could have. <laughs> Fair enough, right? But I mean, you know what? I mean, I think overall we're on the same page here. The movie was great. Um, if you guys haven't already, go out and watch it if it's still in theaters. Otherwise, you know. Uh, wait till it's out uh, on digital or on DVD or Blu-ray and go go and watch it. It's really worth your time. Definitely. I mean, there there are some harsh critics out there who are saying, you know, it's not for everybody. And I could see that because it is sort of this movie that sort of picks up on a very sensitive topic. Um, I remember reading about this uh, in Japanese news house saying they're worried that there are a lot of people who are sort of borderline like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character in uh, like Arthur Fleck in this in in this film and people who would go those people if they went to the theaters to watch this it might trigger something in them and you know the Japanese government was actually worried about all these psychopaths uh emerging all of a sudden right yeah but I mean and that is true with anything though these days right like people will blame video games people will blame like whatever they want really so you can't really just say that and not watch the watch the movie for that reason you're sort of like depriving yourself of great cinema. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, um, Alfred Hitchcock, when he did the film Psycho. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He -hmm. was approached shortly after and, uh, you know, some policemen or or, I'm not sure exactly what official it was that came up to him had said that they just captured a man and said that uh, 
he killed his third victim because of Psycho. And wow. Hitchcock turned, Hitchcock turned around and said, well, what made him kill the first two? <laughs> Fair enough. All right. That's a good leaving point, I guess, on brand for this movie. <laughs> so, um, uh, if you guys haven't already, you guys uh, who are patrons to the WRL broadcast might also notice that you have uh, ringtones available. And one of the ringtones there uh, is Joker's Laugh that our uh, CC moderator here has recorded for us before. So why don't we leave off on the Joker Laugh for the end of this show? If you if you can, I'll put you on the spot here. Oh, no, I can't go. <laughs> I, uh, sorry, but I can't do it today. Uh, no? Not feeling it? No, I'm at- I'm actually sick. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. No, no worries. All right. I'm very sorry, guys. I will make it up to you. <laughs> okay. What I'll do is I'll try and clip in that uh, that ringtone at the end of the the show. That way, you guys, even if you're not uh, a member or not a patron, rather, uh, you you can still have access to that and listen to how that how that was. That was actually originally from one of the We Are Legends uh, broadcasts. I think it was the first time you were on with them, right? Yeah. 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 So, I was getting to the whole thing, trying to do the voice and whatnot. <laughs> well, I do remember that. Yeah. All right, so uh, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for being on the show, Joker. Thank you. It was great. All right. Have a good one. See ya. Hey everyone, it's Tootitron. Thank you for listening to the WROL Broadcasts. If you like the show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash WROL Broadcasts. We gotta go though, because Lute said he's gonna buy me a Rebirth Blue Beetle if I babysit his 12 kids. See ya.